Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Mantra, do you know what I need? I need to walk in these streets in my BA swag. You know what I'm really looking forward to? First of all, be your own brown boost. What an awesome phrase. I cannot wait to wear that on my chest like Superman. What I'm really excited for, though, is I am a sweatshirt and like hoodie girl. So the classic Brown Ambition logo sweatshirt has my name all over it. But where can I go? Where can I find it? I was hoping you would ask young Tiffany. Tiffany, get your Brown Ambition swag at brownambitionstore.com. Five years in the game, we finally have merch for you guys. So get your Brown Ambition hoodie, your Brown Ambition crew neck tee, get a onesie for your littles. We got toddler tees. Oh my goodness, there's something for everyone. Be your own Brown Boost t-shirt for sure. We have a Brown Ambition mug, which my family is most excited about. Um, I had to do the 15 ounce size for my big sister because she drinks coffee like nobody's business. So, you know, I'm the budget needs to write any special offer. Oh, I'm also very glad you asked that question, Tiffany. Yes. With Brown Ambition 15, that's promo code Brown Ambition 15, all one word. You can get 15% off your order at brownambitionstore.com. I can't wait to see y'all in these BA streets, repping BA fam with your BA swag. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, capital B, we're brown, capital B as well, ambition. Hey, Mantra. Hey, ambition. Hey, thanks for reminding me that I got a, I did, I forgot to put that on a damn t-shirt for y'all. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Don't forget, capital B's all the way. Yes. Actually, you know, the Associated Press itself is officially capitalizing black. And so are we at our, you know, our very influential content team at Lending Tree. <laughs> we also are capitalizing black. Um, yeah, times have changed. No, that's good for the for the better. Right. So I know it's not time for like brown boots, but I've got a little something on my chest I want to get off. Okay, go for it. So why is it that all these businesses now? I guess it's strange. So I'm getting, you know, uh, um, so I y'all know I have my business, the budget needs to end. Sometimes people will offer like, hey, we want you to do like, you know, a keynote or a panel or whatever it is. And they're, the type of discounts they're wanting because they're like, well, it's digital. And I'm like, wasn't this digital last year? So people are asking for ridiculous discounts. Like I just got an offer to tape like for damn near two days. It was so much work. And then they were like, and here's the pittance. And I just couldn't believe it. it was a huge brand that has plenty of money. I actually had a huge, huge brand that just got some five, just set aside $500 million for black initiatives, offered me to speak for free. And I'm like, wait, I, 
don't you don't you guys have a billion dollar company? You just set aside money for this initiative. So it's just very frustrating. I know it's not time for a brown boost, but I don't know if y'all have seen that in these um these streets of yours, if you're seeing that people are are trying to undervalue and undercut even more now and blaming it on COVID. And I just want to tell you companies to stop it. Well, I mean, I actually was going to talk about this potentially as a brown break or boost, but it's kind of the other side of the coin. And that's a really good point that you're making. It's like, how do you ask for what you're worth, even considering COVID times? For me, I've negotiated the price of services with um, professionals that I haven't negotiated in the past. And, I, and I've and i had to be like, look, I, <laughs> I want to pay half of what you quoted me. Is that cool? And they both said yes, because I'm mean, so it's kind of like, I'm kind of taking advantage of COVID times to really um, you wanna, to negotiate you on the other side. I'm driving the I'm line. The it's like the, um, the, ticket, the ticket line. Don't cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't have $500 million, um, but I'm also not spending $700 on some balloons for my birthday, for my for my son's birthday party. Not nah, happening, bro. But yeah, if you're in my, it's funny because the same business that uh, did the balloons from a baby shower, I reached out to them for my, for, for Rio's birthday because I'm mm-hmm. trying to do something small in the house. I'm just like, can we get like an Elmo balloon? display or whatever for the gram and she quoted me 700 and i was like <gasps> <For balloons? laughs> let me let me go get a helium tank real quick <laughs> and, yeah. and, and google how to make a balloon arch but now she cut it down more than half uh and then the same thing where i'm i'm hiring the same uh designer who helped with our uh sourcing items and like doing the interior design for our house she's going to help me uh redo the basement to turn okay. it into my what do you call it when it's a girl cave Whatever. Oh, a she shed. A she shed. A she shed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like more than a she shed, a she studio. It's going to okay. be or it's going to be my office because I don't really have my own space. Like all my company knows what my bedroom looks like, which is really <laughs> weird to me and uncomfortable. Um, so we're turning the basement into like a little workout area and okay. it's going to double as a an office space and then a recording space so I can do the podcast and also from my channel. I love it. Your, yeah. your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy to support their businesses, which I, you know, but I'm also, which I feel good about, but I'm also like, if you guys had ever a time to negotiate, um, it is time, you know, because people are willing to cut their prices just to get a gig. I know. But I guess sometimes Sorry, it's also Tiff. like, I know, meanwhile, I'm on the other side. Well, you know, it's not like you are a regular person, so I can understand that. But like, you can't be a billion dollar company literally that has a black people yes. advancement initiative and be like, oh, girl. Yes. Literally, there was two, and I, if I if I were to tell you the names of the companies, you're like, no way. Yeah, what you have served trillions. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. Um, according to what you say, come on now, you don't have a speaker's fee. I just so did you, know did you push back, and what happened? Yeah, no, I, I pushed back and I just said, hey, because I the good thing is I, I have, not only do I have my rate, so I use Canva, C-A-N-V-A, y'all should use it, it's free, unless you want to get the upgraded version, and I create like a, like, I guess it's like kind of like a media speaker kit where it's like my picture, my bio, but also my numbers, like, we've helped over a million women save this amount of money, and my social media hits, and how many emails I have, just to show kind of like in a snapshot, holistically, you know, the, the the strength of the brand. And then mm-hmm. I at the end, I'm like, okay, here are my rates. You know, this is how much I charge for this, this, and this. And you, we submit them. Um, so that way it's not just like, I'm not just saying, hey, pay me this. And so at first the company came to me and said, hey, we'd love for you to speak. And I was excited because I'm like, wow, the names don't get bigger than this. And I was like, okay. 
And they said, um, well, one, you know, can you send your rates? And I said, sure, set my rates. And then they were like, ooh, actually, this is a little higher than expected. And I said, okay, well, you know, what are your rates? Because maybe there's some wiggle room. And then they came back and said, ooh, actually, my bad. We don't have any money. I was like, wait, okay. what? <laughs> Keep me in mind for future opportunities. I was Stay like, blessed. wait, so, yes. I was like, so how are you going to ask me for my rates? And then say, actually, psych, we'll give you our rates. Okay, actually, psych, psych, we don't have any money. And you know what? what's really frustrating is that, Mandy, every time it happens, it's for their black. You know how, like, um, I don't know if you have this at Lending Tree, but, like, some of these, like, really big companies have, like, their their black. Um, what do they call it? Like, you know, like, almost like they have a black group within the. It's literally like the black employee network yes. or group or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I've been so part of I, my fair share. Yeah. So almost, I would say, 90% of the time that a huge organization doesn't want to pay it's for me to speak to their black employee network, which is very disheartening, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. So if typically if it's like, hey, come speak to everyone, it's like, oh, we have some money for you. Oh, the black employee network. Oh, girl, <laughs> we don't pay anybody for those people. Um, and it's very telling. And so I've actually turned down some huge names where maybe before I would have done it, you know, just for the exposure. But I'm like, you know what doesn't pay bills? Mm, exposure. Exposure. <laughs> Right, because who's going to be watching? Who's who's at this company? Who's your audience? Ex- you know exactly. So yeah, yeah. So well, it's just very disappointing. Girl, you got to stand in your truth, and you know what you're worth these days. But you're right. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to uh, it's it's like the whole appraisal thing with homes, right? When you find out it's in a black neighborhood or you know has a bl- has a very diverse community, often you're undervalued, and it's almost like you're out of all the financial experts, and you are unique because there aren't that many people at your level, women of color. Um, and it's sad to see that even, even you still have to deal with this, but it's only going to change, um, if you speak out and keep sharing it and show that you're brave enough to, um, you know, not back down. Yeah. Yeah. It's important because if you don't, here's the thing. And I remember you said this and it stuck with me. Um, Mandy, you, I think you were answering like a question and you said that basically if you don't negotiate your salary, when you first start working, you spend basically your whole career trying to catch up. Yep. And that always stuck oh, Thank with you me. for quoting me back to me. This is just oh. making my day. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I agree with that. Oh, I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so powerful because even though I wasn't, I didn't take the advice as far as me like negotiating my salary. But what I did think to myself is Mandy's right that if I say, hey, huge company, you don't have to pay me, word gets out. And then it's like you're always fighting to regain that footing. And I get mm-hmm. it. You know, Tiffany 10 years ago, who was like, girl, I'm sorry, we have no groceries. We're doing it for 50 bucks. I would do it for 50 bucks. I get it. I'm not shading anyone who's first starting and they take less. But I challenge you to figure out, and, it, and I quickly learned how to figure out how to make money outside of the budget NISTA until people were willing to pay me what I believe I was worth. It took me probably like three or four years when I first started to finally say, you know what we're not doing, Tiffany? All this stuff for free. Mm-mm. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing... To me, oh, a church wants me to speak for free? Got you. Boys and Girls Club? Sis, yes. Oh, United Way? Got you. But you know what's so crazy? It's those organizations that always want to pay. You know, yeah. I've had little churches with like 10 people say, we took a love offering, Tiffany, and here's some money. You know, and so, um, yeah, like I said, it's just and it's just frustrating, but it's also important that you understand your worth. And I mean, not to quote, you know, the illustrious Kanye West, but I was just reading. <laughs> do you do you, do you um, do you know the story of of Kanye and like his um, Nike deal versus um, Adidas deal? 
I yeah, something is ringing a bell, but yeah, go for it. So like in like in 2007, he I think he met the CEO of Nike and was like, hey, you know, I think we should work together. I would let's design a shoe together. And Nike was like, bet, let's do this. And so he from in 2000, like nine, I think like he started like um, the official release of like the Yeezys, like the Air Yeezys came out and it seemed like everything was like going great. But he was like, Nike, yo, I want like a Michael Jordan deal. You know, I want royalties from every state, from every um sale. He's like, I want to be like, like, like how you did with, you know, the Air Jordans. And Nike was like, yeah, no. But what we can do is we could do a small percentage toward a charity. You know, first of all, you know Kanye was like, the hell? And so he said, he's like, no, I should be treated like an athlete. I'm going to be just as big as Michael Jordan. So what he decided instead was he split from Nike in 2013 and he started working with Adidas. And he got an even better deal with Adidas. He gets to retain a hundred percent of the Yeezy brand, and instead he has an exclusive distribution deal for his Yeezys, mm. and so that's that's like crazy. Um, and so as a result of that, in two thousand nine, Yeezy did it. Um, he he sold an, um, about one point five billion dollars in sales, up fifty percent from the year before, and um, that's about half of what Nike made. Off Jordan. So Yeezy's made half of what Nike made, right? But guess who got paid more? Kanye got paid about $10 million more than MJ. So even though Kanye sold less, half as many sneakers as Michael Jordan, he got paid more than Michael Jordan on his sneakers. And it was just a reminder that like, if you're able, cause it's not always, if you have to feed kids and you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you are okay. But there comes a time when you have to stand up for yourself and say, I am worth more. I bring more to the table and I'm going to hold out for someone who is going to recognize that. And so can you imagine? So I think Kanye got paid $140 million from Adidas last year. Now, like I said, that's 10, 10 million more than MJ. Meanwhile, selling over a billion dollars less than MJ. That's insane. So it was just like, you know, Kanye West is not always my favorite person, but when it came to that, it just like kind of put a battery in my back that we need to understand that ownership is wealth. Ownership Absolutely. is wealth. Oh, I would, I mean, I'm gonna put that on the shirt. Mm, every time I do that right Ooh, now. Mm-hmm. it's ownership. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, another example, a whole different kind of entertainer. I actually watched the Dolly Parton dec- documentary on mm. Netflix this weekend because Dolly Parton's like the one thing people can agree on. And you know, uh, I Will Always Love You, which was performed and made famous by Whitney Houston. Dolly Parton wrote that track. Yes. Um, like in the 60s or 70s or something. And at a certain point, Elvis apparently wanted to record the song, but they wanted like a very big share of, um, or they wanted like a credit that would have prevented her from recouping like profit from the song. Um, mm. And, you know, any and even back then it was before streaming, but like when you heard the song on the radio, the producers and songwriters get a cut of that. So anyway, Dolly was like, Elvis was for her a huge star and she turned him down and she was like, wow. let me hold on to this. And it wasn't until like 20 something years later when Whitney wow. recorded it and made it super famous. And she's like, that record made me, was like the key to everything. Um, and it was wow. because she stood her ground. Little baby Dolly Parton. Um, she's a badass businesswoman. She is like, a bad. I, I want to watch it she, now. I love a good documentary. She, and it's short and to the point. And, you know, I mean, Dolly and Dolly is just, I mean, I haven't really thought about Dolly, but she is, 
you have got to respect the woman from where she came to where to the empire she has made. I mean, from she has a freaking theme park named after herself. <laughs> I know Dolly's World, isn't it? <laughs> Dolly's, um, yeah, Dolly Land, or I don't know. Now I forgot. Uh, Dolly something, okay? Uh, yeah, so mad respect to her, and it's it's the same story. It's about that ownership. It's like having the having the wherewithal to, yeah, to read the fine print and and stand up for what you think you deserve and. It's easier said than done. So I have I have so much respect for her and for yes, for for Kanye. The man does not lack ego, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, I mean, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, how was your birthday? Honestly, it was amazing, Superman. And this is what I tell I'm gonna tell you all you men's out there who are not good at planning stuff, because Superman is not the type to plan. He's the type to be like, babe, I want to surprise you, but uh, I don't know where spas and stuff are. So here's my card and just book it. I'm like, that's not, <laughs> Aww, that's not how boo. I know. So I told him this time, I was like, honestly, it's been a very hectic couple of weeks. I want to have something special for my birthday, but I do not want to participate in the planning. He looked at me like, wait. What? <laughs> and so instead, he actually reached out to baby Lisa. Shout out to you, baby Lisa, who's not a baby. She's 31. But she's my little sister, the youngest of the five of us. And Lisa hooked my guy up. When I tell you, she made a typed out itinerary, was text messaging him. You guys have 10 minutes to get to dinner. Don't forget about the spa appointment. So we went to Equinox Hotel in New York City. So you, we all know kind of Equinox for the gym, but they have this amazing hotel. It's I was five about star. to say, what? I've never heard if they had a hotel. Yes. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, Hudson Yards is that new, like, beautiful billionaire's Ooh, row in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's five star. But I was like, one thing I was like, I was like, mm, we got to preserve these coins. So I have so many points on my um, credit card because, you know, I haven't been able to use them. So I told Lisa, like, you know, and I told um, Superman, I'm like, no, just use the points on our card. Are you crazy? Who's paying out of pocket for, like, the hotel? And mm-hmm. so the hotel has a spa. It had a restaurant. So we were able to do a lot of those things there. So... First night we got there, Lisa found a really amazing steakhouse in Harlem for us to eat. So we drove, and actually traffic wasn't bad from Jersey. It was like 35 minutes. We ate, got to the hotel. It was so gorgeous. We had this amazing view of the water. Honestly, I felt like, I was like, is this how Beyonce feels? I'm like, no, girl, Beyonce's in the penthouse. Either way, <laughs> it felt like how Beyonce felt maybe 20 years ago. Um, but it was amazing. We walked in. He had like, they, they had already put up the roses and the candle. I'm like, how did they know we were coming in? He was like, ha And so it was just honestly, even my chocolate chip cookies, which I love. I was like, they have fresh baked chocolate chip cookies they have waiting for you. It was honestly awesome. I will say this. Oh, so you deserve I, that. It was, it just was great. And like I said, we had the spa treatment the next day. And then we went on one of those rickshaws, like, you know, the bicycle people through Central Park. And our, um, shout out to Vitaly. He was hilarious, funny, kind, and so knowledgeable about the city. And like I said, it was just an amazing weekend. I didn't do a lick of work, which I love. And um, yeah, it was a good time. But if there's anything I would say take away is I'm not, y'all know I'm not huge. Me and Manny are not huge on debt and I'm not huge on credit cards. But when I tell you American Express, they don't pay me anything. I don't have any partnership with them. But girl, so that was the points that I used for my American Express card because my business partner and I, Jabril, we split the points because we have so many. Um, And so we used the points from the card. And I didn't realize that when you use your American Express card, they're like, oh, breakfast in the room is on us. I was like, why? They're like, you use your American Express. Oh, you got an extra $100 like credit for like whatever, you know, whatever, like the mini bar or whatever. I was like, what? It was, there were so many perks outside of like- You got to eat like, the mini bar for free. Can what? you imagine? You know, you should have seen us in there. He and I are such like cheapos. I was like, you think, how much do you think the water costs? 
how much you <laughs> we were adding every and then it was so funny because before we were leaving he was like babe we got five more dollars we can't we can't leave five dollars on the table go ahead and grab the gummy bears <laughs> no i've seen you in yahoo's free kitchen i've seen yes. you there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i used to love taping at yahoo's oh yahoo just because i'm like oh i get my kind bars um so yeah it was just awesome but like i like i never I've never I never utilized American Express in that way before, and I just didn't realize what you know, just how much they catered service to you. So it just was really nice, and like I said, the hotel was amazing. I mean, uh, uh, a ten out of ten, honestly, it was just amazing, and it's just so centrally located. So you got to travel. Like I'm kind of just jealous of the experience of just going somewhere <laughs> with your boo and just like. You even did like touristy stuff, like the little rickshaw. Is yes. that what they call it? Whatever. Bicycle. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they call it. I just call um, it the rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so self-conscious. I'd be like, are you okay? Do you want me to um, suck it in? Like, <laughs> how can I make this a lighter load? Um, no, nah, but that sounds so sweet and so romantic. And you know what? Shout out to your sister, Lisa, because that was a real solid move. Um, it was. The guy, I mean, I'm just kind of, I've, guys just need help. So if you have a friend or a sibling who, you know, is close with your significant other, I, I say go all the way, just say, hey, can you help him or her or whoever it is? Just, just help them for my own benefit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but so husband yeah. and I decided to start something called Bay Day. Ooh, in a related what's note. that? Bay Day. Well, I kind of hate the expression date night and it hasn't really worked for us. The idea that we'd have a date night once a week or whatever, and especially in, in COVID times, plus having the baby, I'm like, what a night where I can't, I don't have to be at home. I'm still nursing and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, let's, you know, and it's, it's led to like disappointment. So that's what I'll say. And I said, okay, how about instead we just name one day on the, like a Saturday or a Sunday, like Bay Day, and we each do something nice for one another during the day, like a day kind of date or whatever. So we're going to try it out starting next weekend. I just want to feel special. Like, I just want to feel like there's something because it's the weekends can be monotonous. And also, you know, it it is, it's been a really freaking long time since we've had time to like be a couple who thinks about one another, you know? So we're going to try it out. Bay Day. Yay. I love that. It's important, honestly, to just kind of, because I, you know, I work a lot. And so it was just nice to just be like, hey, because, you know, like right now Superman is home because he had like the foot surgery. So even though we're home all day together, it's, I don't really get to see him and just hang out and just, and not do anything other than just talk, you know, usually like in the morning we do. And then right before we go to sleep, but like, it was nice that all day it was just like, Hey, how are you? How are you? Oh my gosh. Oh, what's your favorite color again? Oh, blue. I forgot. You know, <laughs> So it was really, yeah. really, really nice. I have to say. And I was really happy and I was proud of him. I could tell he was, but nobody's more proud of him than himself. Okay. Cause he was like, I did. I heard him on the phone. Yeah, man, I did it. I did it so good. I was like, that has to come from me. You are doing the most right now. <laughs> but, it was, but he did do a really good job. Give him this little pat on the back. Give him this little. And before, do you feel the pending doom of like the winter time? I'm not. I'm. I'm feeling. I'm starting to feel like. Let me get my last uh, social distance outdoor hangouts in before we got to close up for the winter and go back inside our caves. Are you feeling anything like that? Not yet. Only because I have a fire pit in the backyard, so we're gonna see how long that like lets me stretch out. And um, so we'll see. I have like a like a group of friends. There's like three of us that like hang out. Um, mm-hmm. They'll come here. Like my friend Rihanna lives around the corner. My sister lives down the street. And then Linda doesn't live far. Neither does Cabral. So we've been like, you know, kind of like 
hanging out, like we'll just rotate houses. So it doesn't feel as bad. And plus two, you know, I always worked from home. So it That's it right. doesn't feel too crazy. And I'm not going to lie. I am. People think like, I guess because I'm pretty, I seem like I'm super outgoing. I'm not. I'm just more silly and fun, but I'm actually pretty shy. So I love me a good, I'm just going to be home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole virtual lifestyle is great for me. I went to a happy hour at 3.30. I never would have gone to in real life if it had been at a bar. I'm like, yeah, I'll do your little, you'll do, I'll do a happy hour, quote unquote, you know, talk to some people. It's so much better. I don't want to like leave. There's no commute. There's no, like, I, I bet you're like me where you go to a function and afterward you come home and you're like so depleted from all the like yes. socialization and networking or whatever. That is me. I, I can roll into bed if I want to or whatever. It's nice. Yeah. Well, we've got a busy, we've got a very busy fall. We have this two week period where it's like, Thanksgiving. Rio's first birthday is Thanksgiving Day this year. It falls on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What a, a perfect turkey. birthday, right? <laughs> a little turkey, turkey. And then my, and then we're trying to squeeze in a baptism in between Thanksgiving and uh, my husband's brother's wedding, which is, and I really thank them for this, it's black tie optional. So okay. that means your girl is going to get a ball gown. Oh, um, that's nice. I'm really excited. I want to like get my hair done and I'm I'm already kind of bullying slash like, just, you know, just gently nudging um, one of our cousins to like get her hair done with me and let's make a day of it. And we're going to stay at this nice hotel where the wedding is going to be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but it's going to be quite a two week span. And then I feel like, okay, I'm going to put, you know, the close sign on our house and just be like, okay, goodbye. That's it. See y'all in March. <laughs> Hi- right, hibernating. <laughs> hibernating. Yeah. Yeah. Something to look forward to for sure. Okay. Well, Is it time for my favorite part of the show? I believe so. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back with y'all's questions. Questions. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. show questions questions do we have any questions mandy oh well do we <laughs> do we ever um this is this is look this is definitely our fate one of our favorite parts of the show um and honestly i wanted to give y'all an update so a couple weeks back we got a question from a listener that really hit um hit us in our heartstrings uh she was a single mother really struggling had some debt had some savings and was 
pretty much questioning whether or not she should pull all the money out of her 401k in order to pay off her debt and get on the right track. And, you know, Tiffany and I talked at the time about, like, I was raised by a single mom and I kind of shared how when my mom uh, got divorced from my father and separated and she had four kids, like under the age of, I don't know how, 13 or 15 or something like that, Mm -hmm. but a bunch of kids and one very small income. And so when we got that question, I think, you know, my advice was really the only way that we survived that period in our times was because my mom asked for help from her siblings, um, from my aunts and uncles. And we lived with my uncle, like in a, (laughs) we kicked him out of his bedroom. He slept on the couch and (laughs) my mom and my sister and I crammed into his bedroom and my little brother and my older brother slept in another bedroom and we lived there for a while. And then we moved into my uncle's rental for a while. My mom's coworkers got us Christmas gifts that year. It was tough. Anyway, one of our listeners reached out and I thought this was so sweet. She offered to, she wanted to see if we could connect her to that listener so that she could send her like a grocery store gift card or something. So just shout out to that listener and and thank y'all for feeling like you can share these intimate stories. Yes. Um, and I have to and say, honestly, with us. Mandy, your advice was so, because, you know, sometimes we could get lost in the financial advice and if, for it to be super technical, like, well, you know, you want to refinance your loan and you want to talk to the da-da-da and you want to defer and forbearance. And, you know, your advice was so empathetic and spot on. Like, it just really warmed my soul that, that a listener can ask a question and they could get advice, but from a place of like heart and soul. It just, honestly, I just, as I was listening to you share, I was just like, wow, this is exactly what this show is about. Yes, we certainly get to the, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, P plus L equals this, but we also get to the, this is how my life is flavoring, you know, the the advice that I'm giving you. And so, I don't know, it just, I just wanted to tell you that, that it just really warmed my heart and soul. And just, it was just awesome advice that you gave her um, during our last episode. Well, thanks. And and thanks to her for, you know, sharing that. I it, And it almost was like her question in and of itself was asking for help, which is, a, you know, it takes bravery. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you to that listener. I'm going to connect y'all. Finally got the email deets. So thank y'all. But let's get into this week's question. Your favorite, Tiffany, real estate question. <laughs> Lots of real estate questions. It does feel like the hot, the the housing market, if you're in the right location, is pretty hot um, these days as people are looking to move out of cities and get to the burbs since no one's going any damn where. All right. This question comes from listener named Natalie. She says, I'm shopping for a home in a very competitive market. I'm trying to decide if I should embark on a renovation project or stick to the turnkey homes. I remember Tiffany renovated her home from top to bottom. Mandy, did you have reno projects in your home too? I want to know, how did you find a good team that doesn't try to take advantage of you and that also does a great job? I've heard the horror stories of renos getting out of control and costing way more than budgeted. Any tips you have would be great. Thank you, and I love the show. So Natalie to be clear, with an H. She, she wants to she wants to either reno or buy a home. So it's a very competitive market. So she's like, should I try to go for a uh, a fixer upper, basically, um, mm. which would open up her options if she's looking for a turnkey home, like a home that's ready to move in. You know, yeah. doesn't need any um, doesn't need any fixing up. It would limit her options in this competitive yeah. market. So yeah, I was in the. I think we we're both in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't find a turnkey because it was just one too, ex- too expensive. And I'm not going to lie right now. To me, the housing market is a bit inflated because the supply is low, but the demand is high. So homes mm-hmm. are going for way more than they would have gone for just a month ago. Like the people across the street. My faves. Oh, man, I didn't tell you. My faves are selling their house. Your faves? Who are the faves? Wait. You're- <laughs> the, the guy. The guy. 
Who trying to call the police? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Neighbor Keith? Yeah, so neighbor Keith is selling his house, and it went for, it went literally in three days for like way more than it probably would have went for just a month ago. Wow, um, their home, and that's because the market that we're in. So I would I would actually caution folks against buying turnkey in a market like now. But mm. ugh, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I was fortunate in that not so much that my contractor was so great, but I had a really great project manager that leaned on him. And that, that was Rihanna and her husband. Um, she was my designer of Remain Home, R-E-H, Main, M-A-I-N, Home. That's what they are on, on, on IG. Um, but they were they were my project management team. She designed, he is a, um, he's a carpenter by trade, but an, an engineer. And so he, they, if, if it wasn't for them, it, the house would not have turned out the way it did because my contractor certainly was trying to cut corners. So I, that's what I would say is that knowing what I know now, I would have started with a project manager that can help me vet a really good contractor because there are some things that, I would have missed had it not been for them. I know you're 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 you had like a you didn't you didn't have a project manager, right? Um Mandy? Well, yeah, so we went a more traditional. I mean, I guess we we found our contractor first and we interviewed three. We found them by going I mean, my husband really he was our project manager in that sense. Okay. Like he interviewed people that he found on Home Advisor or Angie's List, good reviews and then interviewed them and our and and we looked for things. I was especially looking for not necessarily the lowest price, but the best um the most communicative because you're about to go on a like a multi-month you know project no matter what they say uh it's going to be months and you want someone who will like answer your email answer your text show up on time and mm-hmm. the guy we ended up going with was ultimately he showed up on time he was the first to respond to our email you know about the job he was very like professional and communicative and he was in the mid-range as far as the the cost went and we also worked with an interior designer um separately and i like so, so Tiffany, like your interior designers, they recommended your contractor. Is that right? No, so no, no. I actually found my contractor first, um, oh, okay. but then we found the interior designer like right after that. So right as I was like deciding, like there was like three or four contractors, I was just kind of deciding, and then we found the the project manager, and he was like, wait, 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 let me help you decide between the few that you're looking at, and so oh, okay. he, they helped. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I I think if you start with like an interior designer, which which sound it's not just about drapes, okay? It's not like someone coming to pick out what color your rug is going to be. For us, it was about okay, what size ca- t- k- uh, kitchen counter can we fit in here? Uh, what size desk should we get? That stuff that takes like sh- sh- she was so valuable in helping me just like reassess my own, like help me understand what could fit and what we actually could do with the space to maximize it. So honestly, if you find someone like that first, they probably have worked for uh, worked with a bunch of contractors um, or other people that they know in the business and can recommend mm-hmm. someone. And that could be a good source of referrals. Um, we had a bit of like, it wasn't that bad, but our contractor was kind of an alpha, ma- alpha male and he didn't love so much. Um, my really adorable, <laughs> petite, Russian, blonde, <laughs> Julia, I love Julia. She's amazing. Uh, didn't love how kind of pushy she was, but I did. I loved how pushy she was. Yes. Um, and, you know, wouldn't respond to her sometimes when I had to like, you know, smooth things over. But I think I got, you know, overall really lucky. And honestly, it's tough to people. It's very, it's scary because if you're going to be spending and we spent, you know, a lot of, uh, we spent a lot of cash on our remodel. What made me feel comfortable about it was the way that he structured the contract where it was split up into certain payments after a job yes. was completed. Yep. So, Ours too. 
you know, it's like the kitchen or the demos or yeah, demos done. Here's a payment. Kitchen yes. floors are installed. Here's a payment. You know, the big bathroom, like, you know, big things like that. So I felt comfortable and that was all lined out in the contract. And then you just cross your fingers and pray, pray that, and make sure they get their, uh, the permits, right? If you have someone who's trying to talk you out, ooh, our cousins, they listen to the show. I don't want to put their business out there, but uh, they, <laughs> they were going to remodel their li- their backyard this summer and they found a really great guy who had a great portfolio and it was during the pandemic and this guy was going to do it for real cheap. And he was like, oh, you don't need a permit for your backyard, whatever. And meanwhile, they're like taking down like part of this retaining wall and all this stuff. And one of their neighbors like reported them apparently. And oh, they no. now have for months now have had just like half their yard, you know, demoed and this big ass dump dumpster in their driveway taking up mm. all this space. Um, so get your paperwork and do yes. your dot your I's and cross your T's and all that stuff. No, absolutely. And yeah, you just, you want to get someone who, to Mandy's point, it's, well, one, you, one of the things I learned from Jermaine, from, you know, um, my, my project manager is that we set aside about 25% extra because things happen that mm-hmm. are not the contractor's fault. Like, for example, they were like digging something. You're like, uh, there's a hole here, you know? So you set aside 20 to 30%, honestly, kind of like extra. And it's, it's, always going to take longer and it's always going to, for the most part, going to be more. But if you have a good um, designer, project manager, they can really help navigate. So we, um, uh, my husband and I, Superman and I bought um, a second property, totally tear down. Well, not really a tear down, but it was a beat. It was $10,000. So it tells you just how bad, what bad shape it was in. So Jermaine, again, um, served as our project manager. And we are, last time I checked, I think we're $30,000 under budget. Um, nice. So, but that's also because of a lot of the COVID things, because to your point, Mandy, a lot of people are like, I need work. So I know yeah. that I gave you that bid before, but I can do better. Um, mm-hmm. But you're wanting, you're wanting, that's what a good project manager or designer and things will help you with is to manage all like the bigger aspect of your home, because it's not just, oh, I like, you know, I want hardwood floor. It's like, well, how's that going to go with the door? And it, how is the layout of the house? Does it make sense for the kitchen door to be here rather than here? And um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's fun-ish. It can be when it's not being super stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you definitely want to, like you want to, if, if you, and it doesn't really cost anything for a contractor to come and give you a quote. So if yes. you even, and it, the thing is like in a competitive market, you have to like put in an offer really quickly but try to get ahead of it. Try to have someone like a contractor who can maybe take a look at the property and you tell them what, or even just tell them what you want to do and they can give you a rough estimate so that you can see, is this more than you're willing to spend, you know, to put into the house? Um, and then, you know, try and, uh, yeah, uh, get get, all, get lots of wine if you're a drinker and just keep that, you know, on standby. And yeah, get, and just adjust your expectations. Like, and, and on top of setting aside 25%, I would say, increase whatever quote they give you for the timeline by like a month, two oh, months. Yeah. Why not? Set your <laughs> yeah. expectations very low. Yes. Um, it ain't like HGTV where you walk oh, in please. and they're like, here's your house. <laughs> I still had people coming in to like do this and that like months, like into February and it was supposed to be done in December. So <laughs> countertops get delayed, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like literally they're like, <laughs> oh, there's a tariff on your shelves. I'm like, wait, what does that mean? So yeah. <laughs> But like all in all, you know, if you've got a good team around you, you end up with something beautiful and then you get something that's really suited to your style. So, 
If you're looking in Westchester, there's some really nice fixer-uppers. I mean, not nice, but they could be nice if you fix them up uh, in our area. So come on down. We're, it's, I'm excited because I feel like our neighborhood's like a diamond in the rough and people investing and buying homes now. I'm like, yay, property yay. values about to go up. For real. <laughs> All right, let's, take, let's squeeze in another quick question. We spent okay. a lot of time on that one because we had lots to say. But thank you again, Natalie, with an H uh, for your question. I appreciate that. All right, our next question. All right, this one comes from someone who would like to remain anonymous, and that is perfectly fine. They have a question about a 529. So they okay. say, I have a question about getting a 529 started for my two-month-old granddaughter. Is it a good way to save for college for her? What are your thoughts? By the way, I love the podcast. Listen every week. Oh, and I bought Happy Birthday Molly Moore for my granddaughter. <gasps> Yay! Thanks. What available a good grandma. Molly Moore, right? Available at mollymore.com, M-A-L-I-M-O-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love that. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. And I don't know how you stand on 529 plans. I'm not going to lie, Mandra. It's not my fave. Um, mm. What I do like about 529 plans Preach is that, it. you know, is that, um, you know, there are tax benefits, right, to your 529 plan. But what I don't like is that I don't want to set aside money for a thing that might not happen. I instead, like I have for like my nieces and my nephews, I have custodial accounts for them, which is just basically an account where I'm investing money for their future. Um, and I can, you know, kind of hand it over to their mom, their dad or whoever, whenever, or them, whenever I want to. And, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is for college. But what if Roman decides that he, you know, is going to start his own business? What if Lily says, you know what, I... You know, I don't want to go to college. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom. You know, what if Amelia is like, I want to take over the world? That's what she's working on now at three. You know, <laughs> and so I didn't. I so I with five two nine plans. Really, you're you're supposed to use them for education, and if you don't, there are some financial ramifications that I just I don't like. Even though they've they brought in how you can use it for education, because I, I from what I understand now, you can even use it now. Like let's just say, um, um, Amelia's in childcare, so her mom could use some of the five two nine um, plan money for childcare now. I mean for for daycare now, but still, it's just too limiting for me. So they're just not my fave. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. They're not a they're you know a five two nine plan is a good way to save if you're sure. Which who knows what's going to happen that you know they'll go to they'll use the money for education. The good thing, I hate to say this, but with the Trump tax plan, there actually was a benefit which expanded the ability to use the funds in your 529 plan beyond uh, higher education. You actually can use it for like private school tuition through for K through 12 or um, school fees and things like that. So, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to wait to use it for college anymore. Mm -hmm. I think it's up to $10,000 or something like that. Um, we can post a link to an article that uh, has the details. So that's something to think about. I actually do have a 529 for Rio because Husbay opened one and he was so damn proud of himself. And oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't mind the, you know, and the benefit is that you'll, the money you put in grows tax-free and won't get yes. taxed. Like if, as long as you use it for qualified education expenses, you won't pay taxes on it later and you invest it um, and you can choose from a bunch of different types of investment, um, you know, based on your risk tolerance and all that. So, uh, but, but to your point, Tiffany, we were, I think we were recently, we had Sharon Epperson, the CNBC correspondent. She was on the show back 
when we just got into quarantine, I think. And she has some teen, she has teenage children. And she was, she was saying, well, you know, you do invest your child's money when you open a 529 plan. Her children, I think were just, or were close to graduating high school. And because of the pandemic at the time, the stock market had crashed and all that kind of stuff. She's like, oh crap, like the, mm-hmm. the, the gains on my investments have gone down. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, luckily they bounced back, but that is something to time it. You know, your time horizon's only like what? 18 years or so, 17, 18 mm-hmm. years. So you want to be sure when you choose your investments that like, for example, for Rio, I think we're in some kind of version of a target date fund that should mm. become more conservative closer, closer he, gets, he to, gets Yeah. And it's cute because you can give a link to your friends and family and they can contribute yes. and all that. But um, Which is nice. But one thing I yeah. don't like too about a 529 plan is that like, don't colleges sometimes, it, it could be honestly... You might not get as much financial aid that colleges consider it when deciding on financial aid. So it's possible that your child could get less financial aid if you've got like a ton of 529 um, plan money like stashed away. So that's also too. But but to me, I mean, that's a big drawback. But honestly, to me, the biggest drawback is we're in such uncertain times and not just because of pandemic and quarantine and stuff, but just because like the way the world is shaping up, who knows if there'll even be a thing called college in 10 years. And I just... I'm nervous about betting on that with kids that are like, you know, like it's different for Supergirl, right? She's 14. So it's like, okay, she's going to college. Like college is still a thing. But Roman is five. I don't know what that's going to look like in 13 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, regarding, and I, there's a, I know we just wrote an article about this on Magnify. It's, it's, it's a baby myth that like 529 plans really dramatically um, decrease the amount of money you might get from, from financial aid, but it's okay. definitely like, it's a, it's a risk, but it's not like quite as a scary. Huge risk. Yeah. Okay. Like it's huge. So anyway, but I'll post, I don't have time to get into it now, but I'll post something. <laughs> um, y'all ain't got time for that, <laughs> but it's decent, but I, yeah, definitely. And Tiff, do you have a custodial IRA for them? Like a Roth or what kind of account no. do you have for them? Um, Just a savings I, account? No, it's a custodial, not a Roth. It's just a traditional brokerage account, but it's a custodial okay. account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, either way. Uh, or you can even just set aside some cash when you figure it out later, you know, put the cash into an account. Better something than nothing, right? When you're saving for um, when you're saving for anything, analysis paralysis can just stop you from making, from doing any saving at all. So exactly. go for it. And kudos to you, grandma. You're very good granny. Yes, especially since you got her Molly, the Molly Moore book. Right? <laughs> Molly Moore at mollymoore.com. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. All right, cool. Ready for a boost and break? Yes. Now it's time to boost and break. We're all our family. Mm. Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? What you going to do, Mandy? <laughs> I don't know if you guys checked Twitter today between the hours of like 3 and 5 p.m., but there was a trending topic that... Um, yes, I saw that. If, if you happened? have children in the car or uh, car, if you have children uh, in the area, just cover their ears. Um, hashtag Zoom Dick was trending. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the middle of like that happy hour call that I was doing and I was like, what is going on? Why? Um, and I am a masochist. So I clicked. Apparently this like CNN contributor, New Yorker columnist or something was on a call with colleagues and his um, manhood made an appearance on the call and he issued a statement saying, this is very embarrassing. I thought I was not, I thought I had muted my video, which that quote in and of itself tells you this man didn't know he was doing because you can't mute a video. His poor colleagues, y'all. Can wait, you so wait, just, was he not wearing any pants? So um, uh, sources tell me that 
it has now come out that he was uh, participating in a uh, recreational activity on this conference call. Um, no. A very healthy one that probably, you know, like most of uh, most no. uh, adults participate in. You know, it's great. No shame in that game. But maybe don't do it on a work call. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Disgusting. But that's like the extreme of poor. <laughs> Wait, Tiffany, did I lose you? Sir, what could be what, oh what so arousing, arousing about a work call <laughs> that you have to? Disgusting. I just can't believe it. Wow. Yeah, he's like, I want to apologize to my wife. Yes, you do. Oh my, God. my goodness, it's a very healthy habit, but not on a Zoom call, sir. My God, and I just feel bad for his colleagues. Oh, they must have been like, Tom, Tom, stop it. I mean, I don't sh- listen. Just the, the uh, like the ego, like the male men are just so fucking dumb. Just so dumb sometimes, man. Keep it in your pants. Literally. Keep it in your pants. Literally. Do it do, with a door, you know? I am so, like, I am so paranoid about being caught on video doing something. I got one of those, um, everyone should invest in these little, like, slidey cover thingies for your webcam that you can just mm-hmm. keep it slid so that even if I open a Zoom and it automatically turns the video on, but I don't want the video to be on, it's just covered, you know? And I have a moment to gather myself and fix my hair or whatever before I open it. And I, tr- I, I close the laptop anytime I'm not sitting at it, just, you know, just to keep it because I, I don't want that to happen. But I mean, at the worst case, what would someone see I, me like yelling at my husband or whatever, um, <laughs> maybe taking a nap because for now my office is in my bedroom. But none of that. That is just disgusting. That is disgusting. Um, yeah. But what other some other Zoom like bad virtual uh, habits? Remember I can that think girl of? who got caught peeing on Zoom by mistake? What? She didn't realize it was in the very, very, very beginning. And so she was like, you know, she was on her computer. You see her like walking. You could tell, you see her reach and she, you could tell she thought that she pressed the button because you see her with her laptop walking, placing it down on the floor in the bathroom, pulling down her pants and sitting to pee. And then she like looks over. And I guess it was at at that moment she realized, I I can see what. (gasps) And was she like midstream and she couldn't stop it? Oh. I mean, you couldn't see, like, you know, you couldn't see anything. You couldn't see, like, you know, it's the side of her leg or whatever, but. You could tell that she was, I I don't even know how you would turn. She, the way she tumbled (laughs) off of the toilet. (laughs) I know. Everyone was like, how did I miss this? Oh Everybody was, was like, Jenny, Jenny. Like, oh, God. No, Jenny, no. Oh, my gosh. I was like, first of all, I don't know what's worse, Jenny peeing on Zoom or the fact that somebody recorded it and shared it with the world because I saw it. Um, I so, saw it. Well, you're yeah, right. It, that was another yeah. thing I wanted to point out. Poor Zoom etiquette. Like, you know, accidents happen. Someone sent me, and it's no shade to this friend, but someone sent me a clip, like a viral clip of someone's mother getting dressed with their with her son or nephew or whatever um, on his school Zoom call in the background. So she's in the background in the closet, you know, and, you know, she had pants on, but no top, no bra. And she was caught and they recorded it and then sent it around and it's viral. And I'm like, that poor woman that's was really, just yeah, that's, poor. She was just minding yeah. her business. She was probably like trying to go from work, you know, trying to do like get, you know, her sons in school. She's just doing, you know, I, I feel so bad for her. So yeah. anyone who's recording that shit and taking advantage of it, you know, you're terrible humans. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, you really shouldn't because something like that is just like, I mean, people, kids are home. It could be you. No, you're just walking around being your normal self. And so, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, very terrible. Well, and. My boost is really 
simple. It's nothing crazy. Well, not my boost. My break is these damn squirrels. So I thought it was cute. I said, hmm, I'm a homeowner now. You know what? I'm going to buy some pumpkins for my front yard because you know what? Fall. Pumpkins fall. Girl, those pumpkins didn't last 24 hours before my ghetto hood squirrels. They <laughs> Wait, <really>? tore those pumpkins. <laughs> Were they jack-o'-lanterns or, like, I mean, full pumpkins? No, whole pumpkin. Literally, Superman came back and was like, did you buy them like this? That's how quickly they tore apart those pumpkins. <laughs> I was like, buy them like what? And even my niece and my nephew, they came to visit. They said, Auntie, what happened to your pumpkins? I was like, you know what? These damn squirrels. So what do they these, look like? The squirrels here in Newark, my friend was just asking. He was like, they're, they're very aggressive here. I'm like, they are. They look at you dead in your face and dare you. Like, I was literally <laughs> at the window, knocking at the window, like, get off my pumpkin. The squirrel looked at me like, girl. <laughs> Make you need me. to get a broom. And continue, <laughs> continue to eat like mm, it ain't it ain't real unless you come out here. But um, and even then, I was like, you know what? I don't want it because if he's not scared of this uh, window knocking, that's the type that jumps in the house and and scares you in here. So, yeah, that was just my my okay. boost that you can't have anything good with these damn squirrels eating your pumpkins. I was wondering what my neighbor was doing because they they had some pumpkins like on a on um on like these garbage bags and they were like spraying them and she was shellacking them. She's like, I learned my lesson. I was like, ah, next year. Next so year. lacking your pumpkins is <sighs> yes. maybe the most suburban thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> so I was like, okay. lack these pumpkins. Yeah, she's bought some spray from Home Depot that basically, like, you know, puts like a coating over there. So I said, I'm wa- yeah. I'm on pumpkin watch for hers. And if it, if it, if, you know, if they live, I'm going to, um, I'm going to invest in that next year. You must have got some real squirrels. tasty pumpkins. My squirrels have not been bothering my stoop. Really? Nope. No, these, these squirrels around here are... I was going to say they're animals, but they literally are animals. But they're disrespectful oh. animals. <laughs> so that's my fun little boost. My fun little break, actually. That these Your girls bonus? can kick rocks. <laughs> kick rocks. <laughs> I'll probably eat them. My bonus, oh, yeah, right. ho- since we're talking kind of about Halloween, Hocus Pocus 3, or sorry, Hocus Pocus 2, the sequel, is like a done, is is happening. I just thought I would uh, PSA that. Also, Sister Act 3 is happening. So no. shout out to our youth and to sequels that we actually do want and asked for. Yes. Appreciate y'all. I love Sister Act. I love both one and two. And Lauren Hill, oh my gosh. Sister Act 2 was everything. I mean, who did not sing those songs? Yes. Sister Act, that, I saw that one first. I mean, that oh, was... Oh, really? The second one? Yeah, I wanted to be one of those kids in that school. I have no talent for dance or song, <laughs> but I wanted to be like an accountant. Why school. joyful, joyful, yeah. love, we mm-hmm. adore thee. Oh my goodness, I loved it. I just felt like Lauren Hill's mom was so embarrassed. She just wants to be a singer. Yeah, right? if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch. It's amazing. And then watch Lizzo's, what was it, like the VMA performance when she yes. paid tribute. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, okay. look, Jinx. <laughs> we need to, I think it's on Disney Plus, so you can go catch up on your sister acts. Um, I don't know where, Hocus Pocus is probably also on Disney Plus, let's be real. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we'll call it a show. Tiff, what do you think? Yes, I agree. It's been a great show as per usual. Per usual. All right, my husband hasn't come knocking because I made meatloaf and potatoes before I came to record, so I think I bought myself some time. (laughs) He's happy. All right, Uh, well, thank y'all again for sticking with us, and we will see y'all next week. Next week, and follow us on Instagram. We like Instagram followers. Yeah, follow us. We're at Brown Ambition Podcast. Tiffany is at The Budget Nista. If you don't follow her, then I'm shocked already. (laughs) And you can find me at Mandy Money, Mandy with an I. I was just to say, Mandy, with an eye. Don't forget that eye. Mandy, eye. <laughs> Money. <laughs> All right, y'all. See you later.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.